Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Smart, Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy. You know, supporting women is my passion and my purpose, and finding other women and men who lift women up is my favorite thing to do. Their stories are inspiring, and they help us understand that we can all succeed if we support one another in our work and in our lives. These amazing conversations have given me the stories and wisdom from my earlier book, Leading Women. And they've also inspired my newest book, which came out in 2019, titled In This Together, How Successful Women Support Each Other in Work and Life. Now this week, I'm pleased to welcome Tish Times. Tish is a sales and networking expert, speaker, trainer, author, and the founder of Tish Times Networking and Sales. Tish teaches small business owners, entrepreneurs, and sales professionals to increase income with unparalleled sales and networking strategies. A corporate executive turned entrepreneur, Tish has implemented her business by steps she teaches groups, companies, and diligent follow-up strategy to shorten the sales cycle and close sales with ease. She's an author. Tish's books include Networking is Not a One-Night Stand, A Guide for Building Lasting Business Relationships, The Unstoppable Confidence Networking Playbook, and 10 Super Simple Networking Steps for Career Success. Her most recent creation is the Unstoppable Confidence Sales Academy, a business school that makes techniques for lucrative bottom-line results. Tish, I'm so pleased to welcome you to Smart, Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy. Well, Tish, thanks for being with me. As I said, this is a these are interesting times that we're living in right now, and maybe by the time this uh, people listen to this uh, conversation, things will be a little different. <laughs> I sure hope so, because I am literally like looking at the world, freaking out, going, "What just happened?" <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, I, I've got plenty of toilet paper, so I'm not gonna worry about it. <laughs> right? <laughs> toilet paper. Uh, Charmin toilet paper, anyway. Thank you very yeah. much. Let's talk about you. And, you know, Tish, the first, first of all, we met in Scottsdale, and thank right. you for coming to my home because you were one of, the, one of the first to get there, so you did find it, which was absolutely amazing. But uh, uh, the Power well, Up Conference. Is, I Pardon? found it, but remember, I couldn't find my way out. <laughs> Well, we don't worry about that. If you can find your place, if you can find your way to a reception, we don't worry about it. If you can find your way out, that's a... apparently. <laughs> well, the next time, because we're gonna, I think we're gonna do this power up uh, conference on an on an annual basis now. So, very hopefully, good, very you know, good. all the take the lead folks. Arizona has a really, really strong ta- chapter and. I think we may everybody the the comments from the Power Up conference were just so positive. People really really enjoyed it. So I think we're going to make it an annual event. So get it on your calendar for next year. All right. Okay. All right. So tell me about you. How so did you get to be how did you get to be the person I'm talking to today? And I know so we're going to talk about your daddy. We're going to talk about your daddy. So Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's there's so much, you know, and, and generally people always want the, you know, the professional answer. And I, you know, I can tell you that, you know, I do say no, I want the person. I, I want the personal. I want yeah, the personal. but I'm I'm like I am who I am because 
I definitely have been through some things. I um, I don't look woefully on the, the the past that I have anymore. Although at one point I did, um, mm-hmm. I was a very not shy, but I guess a, a woman, a young woman who didn't really see themselves for who they really were, and mm-hmm. grew up with very little confidence, very insecure, and because of that, found myself in an abusive relationship. Lived um, four years in fear for my life almost on a daily basis and had two amazing young boys from that, which I'm very, very proud of. They're grown men now. But yeah. those experiences, um, Dr. Nancy, really kind of built yeah. in me a resilience and an ability to come against, you know, tremendous challenges and come out on the other side. And I do well in business now, but I think it has a lot to do with all of those things. I sure. also, you know, because of who I am, I've never changed who I am. I always say I am who I am by the grace of God. I don't believe that I could do anything outside of that. And um, I have gone through a lot and come through a lot, and I am here now, standing here today, a woman who is really, really with huge dreams, still big aspirations and desire to do great things to help change the world. Yeah. You know, I, one of the reasons I ask this question, especially for uh, when I'm speaking to a woman, is that women will look at each other and, first of all, they do a lot of comparing, but second mm-hmm. of all, they'll look at a woman that's successful, such as yourself, who's extremely beautiful, attractive, great personality, and they'll think to themselves, gee, it must be so easy for her or oh, simple God. for her. <laughs> and and that's why the stories, especially when we share our stories with one another, we find out that really we all go through trials and tribulations, and those of us that do come through the other side and have learned many, many lessons uh, are now ready and able to to teach less, those lessons to other people. And, yeah, and I think confidence and uh, self-esteem are huge, especially for women. So, you know, I know we're going to talk about the Confidence uh, Academy, your sales academy, but, uh, right. you know, that's – that's something that women especially need to understand. Uh, you know, but, but let's go back to your daddy because I, I really mm-hmm. like that. You know, the, I read the blogs and so I saw, you know, my daddy. And your yeah. parents, how influential, I know your father was, but how influential were they in helping you not only become who you are today but to get through these tough times? So, you know, it's, it's an interesting story because my parents – um, would have been married for God sixty years just this month. My dad uh-huh. passed away in two thousand ten, so um, I know they were almost fifty years married when he when he passed. Um, so I had a great foundation of stability. My father was military. Um, they had me late in life, so unlike my siblings who moved around a lot, I basically was born and raised in the same two places for all of my life. We moved one time and I, you know, came right back to El Paso, Texas, which is where I'm from. But my my mom was a tremendous influence in that she was excellent. Um, this example of how to be there for others. She had great friendships, great relationships. Um, but the thing that, you know, I share sometimes, it's a little bit difficult to share in all honesty, is that my mom really struggled with self-esteem as well. And so when I look back on the struggles I have, I'm fully aware that some of that came from my, you know, observation of how she dealt with things and, you know, how she kind of carried herself and and the things I saw behind the scenes. I saw how she was in front of her friends and others, and then I saw how she was behind the scenes, and it did influence me. 
um, in some ways positive, in some ways I've really had to, to struggle through. My dad was the ultimate um, he was just, you know, he was out there playing hopscotch and jump rope with the kids, and he'd pile us all into his, his um, car and take us to get ice cream. So I knew that he would always be there for me. I knew that he loved me tremendously. And I just really, he was, I was a daddy's girl, for sure a daddy's yeah. girl. And I, I just loved him, loved him so much. Yeah. But you, you talk about in your blog, though, how he would just go out and do things like a scratch on the car, he'd get a new car. If if yeah. this was, oh, yeah. if the TV wasn't <laughs> yes. working correctly, go get a new TV. How did that work into your life? Because again, what you know, I understand the blog saying that you know, if 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 you need if you want to go out and change it, get what you want, you know, and keep yeah. keep moving in that direction instead of worrying and waiting for the other, you know, the other shoe to drop or whatever. But it just seemed that your father would just go, hey, wait a minute, I'm just going to go, I'm going to keep moving forward in my life no matter what. No doubt. That was definitely my dad. And, you know, we, we, our family has a standing joke that, you know, if the car had a flat tire, don't worry, we're just going to get another one. <laughs> that's just, that's how he was. Um, yeah. So, you know, some of the things I think I took away from that, the, the great things were, number one, if you don't like it, you are the only one with the power to change it, for sure. Yeah. He was definitely that kind of person. Absolutely. Um, you know, the things I think we really struggled with as a family and, and for myself personally is, it kind of created for me that, you know, instead of dealing with it, just change it, you know, and that's, I know that sounds a little negative, but I definitely, if I'm just being honest, those are the things that I had to really deal with over time is realizing there are some things that you do have the power to change and the right and the necessity to change. There are right. other things you do have to face. There are other yeah. things you do have to deal with and, and yeah. correct. And I think that if I, you know, had to change anything about that, I would have learned or figured out a way to learn how to face those things I needed to face and not just change them, not just get a yeah. new one. Because yeah. <laughs> that well, was the problem sometimes. Okay, and then a little bit faster forward, here you have your own company. You you, you did yeah. work in corporate America. What what did you do in corporate America before you I did uh, started your own sales company? Yeah, I did. I worked in staffing for about eight years, and then I opened my own staffing company after that, to be honest with you. I worked for another um eight, almost nine years as a business owner in the staffing world. And then I opened, um, switched over into more of the coaching and training aspect. Yeah. When I read things, I try to think of them in, 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 you know, different, not different terms, but different ways of looking at it. You know, they say the number one problem with companies today are the talent is walking out the door. Maybe they're not getting the talent, first of all, but the talent that is in the company Many companies are watching it walk out the front door. So, being in, in staffing, you know, it, it is key that you the right fit between mm-hmm. the staff person and the and the company or the business that they're going to be working for. So, to me, you know, what you what you're doing in many respects is your your ma- it's a matching process, isn't it? Yeah, for sure, for sure, and. I think the thing for us when I was in the staffing world, and I'm sure it's still the same, is is you are always looking for the perfect fit. Um, yeah. You know, the fit for the company is really important because they're the ones that need to be able to generate their product or their service or so on and so forth. But if that employee doesn't feel valued, if they don't feel as though they have the things that they need for not only their financial needs but their emotional needs as well, Many yeah. times they're not walking the way we say people don't quit their jobs, they quit their bosses. Yeah. <laughs> so when they well, don't have the support, yeah, yeah they, they leave. Well, you know, and I, and I think sometimes companies don't realize employees are 
in essence, customers too. I mean, we, we yeah. definitely, it's a relationship building. This is what we're talking about more and more. Companies that are successful are those that, are, that understand that relationship building within the company but outside the company is key to the success overall for the company. You know, that, that value that each person sees uh, with themselves in the company, but, again, outside the company, that value, which, which it carries on to the greater good. And so I think we're in a different world right now, at least I hope we are, because I think, yeah. you know, the, the XYZ, you know, that model is not working with the newest models of, of companies that really, well, look, we're, we're having companies fold on, fold on top of other companies. And so, you know, the, the ones that are going to stay on top and the ones that are going to be successful are those that have the talent coming in. And men and women want to see people that look and act like themselves, too, the diversity. Yeah. Yeah, very, very true. Um, you know, I think there was gone are the days, and, and I'm glad, I'm good riddance to those days, but gone are the days where, you know, you'd have those people who would say, you know, well, you know, I want to feel valued, and they'd say something like, but you get valued every two weeks when you get your paycheck, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and, you know, I think that, you know, yes, people, um, they get paid to do a job, but at the same time, if they don't have that level of camaraderie, if they don't feel as though they belong, and um, I think that, we are, are now coming into an age where we have to create a sense of belonging. We have to create that sense of diversity. Otherwise, they will go somewhere where they will find it. And yeah. it's happening more and more, right? Yeah, absolutely. Now, we've got some of the brightest and the most intelligent, most educated people coming out of universities and all, all types of uh, technical schools and with so much you know, potential that mm-hmm. to get them into the company and to keep them in the company is going to have to be the way uh, the new philosophy of these companies that you know the mission is to develop relationships the mission is for people uh, in the company to to understand their value and what they're creating as far as value and the greater for the greater good is the, of the world as well their communities yeah for sure one of our core values here is we treat the team like family um, yeah. Because I, I find, and again, that may not be for everyone, and, you know, there's there's a place, I believe, for everyone. But here, I firmly believe that when people feel like they are a part of the bigger vision and not just another cog in the wheel, they're going to perform at a higher level. They're going to, sure. um, com, you know, contribute differently, and you're going to have people who will stick around a lot longer than the average company is seeing. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about how, okay, I'm your, I'm coming in, and I want to get a job. You know, you're you're a staffing organization, and you, you know, how how are you going to how are you going to make that that match that fit for me? How how's that going? So happen? I mean, it's been many years, Nancy, since I've been in the staffing world now. But I mean, at, at that time, you know, asking the but right you're in sale, But you're in sales now, and right, isn't right. That, that's what you're doing, though. But it's still sales is. All right, let, all right, let's just talk about what you actually do then. Let's clarify yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> not a problem, not a problem. I was going to make that connection as well because many times we go into a, a pitch. And even when, the, you know, when I was in, in the, the staffing world, companies would want to interview based on I'm the best, you want to work for me, you know, if you walk away from this, you're dumb, you know, type of thing, instead of asking the right questions to find out 
What are they looking for? How are they going to be able to contribute? How are they going to be able to fan? Um, And and those types of things so that you have a better connection and a better fit. And I think it is very similar with sales. If we're so concerned about telling, 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 and not asking, we're absolutely going to miss opportunities. And even when we figure we have a good fit, it's going to be short term. And they're going to find that they get uncomfortable. Things are not going to feel the same after a while, and they're going to go searching for that right fit. So asking the right questions, no matter the scenario, is huge to getting that right fit. Yeah. Are there any statistics out there that that talk about job performance? I mean, jobs and people staying and leaving, and you know, and some people, of course, get jobs, new jobs every year or whatever. But what is the average? What's the average stay for people in companies? If you, if you, I mean, I admit, that may be a hard question. Yeah, I mean, I just remember, you know, for instance, I, I have a brother who worked for Sears for thirty some years, his entire adult, you know, career up until recently, he was at the same company, and you know, back in the the nineties and early two thousands, when I was in the staffing world, we were seeing people staying maybe three years, maybe five if we were lucky, but they weren't doing that lifetime career commitment anymore as they once were. Whereas now, though I don't have the statistics because, again, I haven't done it in a while, but I know yeah. from what I hear in the industry, you know, people are having a job maybe once a year, in all honesty, sometimes two or three jobs in a year. And they find it to be more like almost like career um, surveys, if you will, figuring out what they want to do. It's not viewed as in a bad light the way it once was when we were, you know, doing interviews and looking at people's resumes. Now it's almost a norm to see people having more than one job in a year. And if they have the talent you're looking for, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to ding them for that the way that we used to. Yeah. So, well, and then, you know, you, you gave me a couple questions, and I think this is a really good one. Like, what do you think is the most important part of of sales. I mean, what what actually is the sales process? How would you define that? I mean, I think that is that's that's important for all of us to understand because we're because we're literally if we go out in the world in some respects we're always selling ourselves, you know. Right. Right. Getting to know people, you, but we're selling people who, about who and what we are. Exactly. Exactly. You know, what comes to mind for me when I think of the sales process, it's the process by which you get someone from where they are to where they have said they want to be. So if you're asking the right questions, you know that they want to buy this new car. You know that they're looking to improve their health. You know, So how yeah. are you taking them from where they are to where they want to be while helping them to overcome the objections and the challenges that will ultimately happen in the process? Um, <laughs> and I think that most people kind of fail at that when they're, first of all, not clear about that, and they think it's just about telling someone what they do well. And they don't build the the relationship. The relationship is exactly where the fortune is. You know, we say the fortune is in the follow-up, and I believe that that is important, but the relationship is the currency that gets us to that place of being able to um, follow up, being able to continue that conversation long-term. People are real good at starting it, but really bad at at the development of that relationship, and that's where we miss the boat. Yeah. What what is the difference between men and women, or is or is there when it comes to selling our, selling themselves, developing those relationships, and moving that person into the into the next step? So this to me is a great question because it's it's interesting. I think women are better at the relationship building. However, women tend to keep it very social, and they either take too long or they never get to asking for the sell. 
Men may not take the time to delve deep and ask the questions and find out about them as a person and build those relationships. They're going to get to the cell a lot faster. And, you know, whether or not they have kind of transactional business because of that, um, you know, that, that sometimes is the cost that they pay, but they end up, in some cases, making more money, um, see, being seen as more successful in their companies because yeah. they're getting to the cell faster than women are. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, and I don't know if you remember, but one of the things that I said at the Power Up Conference is women have to learn to ask for what they want. And that's yeah. in the sales process as, as well, is asking for what they want personally but also professionally. You know, I mean, right. this is this is the, the 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 thing that I see that women have to learn to do. But again, what, what typically is stopping women in your mind from doing those things? So I had a conversation with someone earlier today, and it, it was it was so precious to hear her say, you know, to to see her process and to get to this answer because she had just started a new business. She came from another city, so she's fairly new. Um, she's really good at what she does. Really, really mm-hmm. good. And she said to me, you know, um, she, we kind of had the conversation about both being introverts, and she said, so once I'm on, I'm on and I'm good, but sometimes it's just getting there. And I thought yeah. that was such a brilliant answer because many times I think that we are really good in our profession and our skill set, but sometimes just starting it and believing that we can. So before yeah. we start the self-conversation, I think we've had this whole conversation in our heads around what if they don't like it? What yeah. if they are already working with someone? Oh, my right. God, I think I need to think, do a more research. And we have all of these conversations before we enter the room. And so, yeah. it's, so you know, it's so sabotaging themselves yeah. already before. We talk ourselves before, out of it, yeah. Yeah, that, that, I call that stinking thinking, by the way. <laughs> yes, I <laughs> agree. Would, would yes. it, could it, should it, stinking thinking, so – so yeah. women tend to kind of overanalyze or already predict in their minds what's going to happen before it's ever, ever happened. Uh, you know, yeah. you talk about confidence, and I, I think that is huge. I think that is uh, – I, I first first thing I talk about is fear. And I think mm-hmm. that is the one number one thing that causes women to really hold back. You know, they won't they won't ask for for the raise, they won't ask for the promotion until they have the two MBAs, till they have the ten years of experience. A man can walk in and go, Okay, I don't have that education, I don't have that experience, but you know what, I can do this job. I want right? that promotion. <laughs> I can do that job. And and yeah. that is is to me the the key for women uh, as far as you know, again, power the power up conference, but but again, that that confidence and that ability to say, wait a minute, I am just as deserving, I'm just as smart, and I'm just as capable as any any other person in this room. So, yeah, wh- what yeah. do you think? What do you think we women need to do? Give us give us a couple tips. What do we need to do? Well, first, we really do have to to believe in ourselves. Um, yeah. To and. and it's easier said than done because I've been there. You know, I shared earlier that I really struggle with my confidence, so I get it. Um, yeah. People might look and see someone who they think is very confident and think they were born that way. They don't struggle yeah. with it, but it's a yeah. daily process. And so every single day, every single day I have to, um, you know, do a lot of self-talk. I have to yeah. 
um, sometimes even go back and look at some of the things that I have accomplished and remind myself, you know, girl, yeah. you've done that. You can do yeah. this. There's nothing too hard for you. Um, and then to own their platform, you know what I mean? To If they're in um, a, a position and they've, you know, they've gotten that position in their own right, you know, to believe it, to own it, and not to let anyone, including themselves, make them feel that they are less than, yeah. that they have to, you know, almost justify why they have this, this role. Um, and then they have to get themselves out there, whether it's getting in front of that, that person and asking for that raise, whether it is getting in front of that potential client and asking for the business. Um, and the only way to get good at it is to keep doing it. And yeah. so you have to keep putting yourself in those uncomfortable situations until they're no longer uncomfortable. Then you go to the next thing yeah. that makes you a little uncomfortable, but you have to continue to do it. Yeah. Consistency is the only way to build that change and to really build that confidence. Yeah, I, I use that term, and I think it's a wonderful term. Women have to get used to being uncomfortable in situations. Yeah. And not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody's right. going to like what you say. Not everybody's going to like what you do. But, again, you talk about that platform. Okay, so wh- whose face do you see right now that gave you uh, the that 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 hand up, not hand out, mm-hmm. that hand up to, to build, help you build this confidence and to develop this, write the books you've written, and now this new uh, Confidence Academy? Who... Whose face are you looking at right now? Mary Campbell, very, very dear friend of mine. Um, known her for 20 plus years and I call her my mama's sister friend (laughs) because she was was that person who when I first met her, um, she's a a few years older than me so she was definitely a mentor, um, someone who kind of created that as a woman created that, you know, you can do this. (laughs) Um, Stop stop shrinking back, stop, you know, believing that you're not enough, that kind, but then over the years became more of a friend. Um, and then, you know, we've just become very, very, very close. And so she was definitely instrumental in it and for a female. And to be honest with you, from another perspective, my husband. My husband has been extremely instrumental in the building of my confidence and, and helping me to see beyond my flaws and my past experiences and so on and so forth. So I've had some really great role models in my life who've helped me in that in that arena. Yeah, and that's the point, though, is that, to really get to that level in our lives or that place in our lives that we feel the confidence, that we do get a seat at the table, we expect to get a seat at the table, is that we we ask people along the way to help us. You know, and the, the thing that I always say is be a mentor, but get a mentor. And I think that's yeah. always the case is that there's always the coaches and the cheerleaders out there that are waiting in the sidelines to help us. And, you know, the women that I think are most successful, like yourself, truly have understood that, is that I'm not going to get anywhere by myself. Nobody does. Right. I'm, going to, right. I'm going to look around and I'm going to say, wait a minute, here's so-and-so, here's Mary Campbell, here's, here's my husband, here's these other people that can support me. And, and, we, and you know what's really neat about it is every time we do that, you know, they can come back and ask as well. And I think that's the point that women don't get is that when we ask someone to help us, that you can also turn around as, as well and say, now how can I help you? Yeah, very, very true. So, so true, and I love that. I love those um, relationships that feed both sides. And then we go and, and grab someone else right behind and help them as well. Yeah. Okay, so, so we we're in this process. You know, what sometimes stops that ultimate you know, I guess, you know, you get your foot, I hate this term, but you get your foot in the door 
and mm-hmm. now you're going to close. What's what's the key for for men and women to really really be so good at that sales, so, so good at at making that happen? You know, you're the change maker. You can make it happen. Who? How's yeah. that happen? So for me, and there's there's different schools of thought around this, Dr. Nancy, but I firmly believe that if we would take that kind of quote unquote sales hat off and put on that hat of you know what I I am here to serve. I am here to make a difference. Yeah. I am I'm literally going to walk you through this process and help you to get to where you 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 ultimately desire or need to go. It becomes so much easier because in our mind when we have a sales hat on, we yeah. we we are all about closing. We're all about getting to that place for ourselves. When yeah. we shift it that mindset to where I'm really here to serve. Now it does become about them and we're able to move them through that process in a way that feels good to them. It feels good to us and they keep coming back. And I think that we struggle with closing cells when it does become like, Oh my God, it's almost like a, a desperation. I have yeah. to do this because I need this money. I have to do this because I have to reach this particular goal, so on and so forth. So when it really does become about that person or those people that you're there to help, it's a whole different process. And I, I really believe in developing generational relationships where people not only, you know, for instance, a realtor doesn't only sell to me, they sell to my kids. And they, you know what sure. I mean, they sell to sure. their friends because we've developed that type of relationship and they know that I'm here to help them. So that's one of those things that's really important. And then if we do believe that we have a product or service that is truly impactful, that really does help people, then we won't quit in the process. We won't stop when they don't call us back the first time. We're not going to jump out of the process and go have a woes me pity party. We're going to continue because we believe they need what we, what we provide and we're the solution to the problem that they have. Well, and, and you know, I've heard people say this, and they said, well, you know, uh, you know, they started the process, they made a couple calls, they they didn't get a yeah. yes, they didn't get a no though either, and they didn't get the yes they thought they should. Don't call back, and then the person who they didn't call back says, runs into them somewhere and says, you know, I've been waiting for your call, you never called me back, and and it's yeah. amazing that oftentimes it's like what, yeah, no, I've been mm-hmm. waiting for you to call me back. You know, but the, yeah. the thing about you know what we what we see at the conferences like Power Up is that there's a lot of networking that go that goes on, but the cross referral. What you do and what I do are different. So what mm-hmm. I do, maybe I can help you with what you don't really want to do or you're not good at, and vice versa. And I think that's the amazing thing that, that truly happens, especially with women, is when they really start to to connect, but then realize. And I'll be honest with you. Uh, Tish, a lot of the people that I work with are also friends. You know, my my mm-hmm. my best friend is my is is my insurance broker, but you know, yeah. I I know her, I trust her. She does a great job for me, and and you know, this is this is I think the the key when we realize is that the people that we work with become our, they're not only a part of our communities, they also become part of our network as well and our and our Very friends. Very true. And it's I agree. so and and, it, and it's so much. It's such a trusting, wonderful network. Yeah, and when we do it well, that's how it should be. We absolutely yeah. can create what we call, you know, business friends that become friend friends and, and so on and so forth. But if we feel like, oh, I have to keep it this way, there's no emotion involved, yeah. we don't yeah. want to cross those lines, we really do miss opportunities, I believe. Because I'm like you, yeah. I do business with lots of my friends and people that I started doing business with have become very dear friends to me. I have clients that I work with now that were with me when I first started my company and have yeah. done everything, every event I've ever had, you know, they've been there. So I definitely sure. agree with that, Sure, without a doubt. 
Well, everybody wins. It's a win-win-win. Yes. So, yes, last but sure. not least, the Unstoppable, Unstoppable Confidence Sales Academy. That is your latest yes. project. Tell me just a little bit about that, and let's, uh, let's find out about how do we get this confidence. <laughs> well, I believe that for most people, they don't struggle with competence. They do struggle with confidence. And so yeah. it's like, you know, I was talking about the young lady I was ch- chatting with earlier. She said, you know, when I'm on, I'm on, but sometimes it's just getting started. Well, in the Unstoppable Confidence Sales Academy, we basically help people to get past the things that are stopping them from just getting yeah. started. So we teach yeah. them how to um, attract their audio clients, teach them how to have those conversations that are going to draw them in, and, and, and teach them how to create if they don't already have products, packages, services that are going to help them to serve yeah. those people that they're called to. Sure. Well, you know, I, I, there's certain dance. I mean, dancing. You know, you practice to get better at it. It's like anything in right. life. If you if right. you do it over and over, get repetitive, and you get better at it. What's uh, the outliers? It's like what is it? Ten thousand hours of doing that particular thing that you become an outlier. Meaning you become an expert at it. But it's like ten thousand hours. You know, it's like this yeah. unbelievable number. But that's that's what people don't understand is that you know they look at somebody who's so good at it, but they've been doing it over and over and over again. And they maybe they tweak it and then put a new twist on it, but it still works and it's still very very valuable. So. You know, I, yeah. I love it. I mean, I think it's great. You're you're building relationships, you're building networks, and you know, everybody that heard you speak at the Power Up conference said, "Now, Tish, she gets it. She understands. She is a go getter." So, uh, <laughs> she, you oh, were li- oh. you were the first on the list of uh, being on uh, amazing conversations with Dr. Nancy. So, how oh, do we find well, out more you. about you? You're welcome, but how do we find out more about you, where to reach you, to go to your academy, to learn more about what we can, how we can improve our sales and our relationship building and building a, a better world? Well, I am on all of my social platforms at Tish Times. My website is tishtimes.com, so I'm pretty easy to find. If you know my name, you'll know how to catch me. <laughs> it's a great name. It's a great name. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed this. Absolutely. Well, I, I plan on seeing you again at the next Power Up conference. Uh, hopefully I'll meet, I'll see you again before a year, but yes. let's just plan on the Power Up uh, conference. Gloria has said to me, we're going to do it again, so uh, love, to have you come, love to have you come back. So have a wonderful that. day. Congratulations on all your accomplishments, especially your Confidence Academy. I love that. And uh, Thank you. And let's uh, let's not worry so much about toilet paper, okay? <laughs> all right, for sure. <laughs> all right, have a great day. Thank you so much. You Best wishes. Thank you.